Hey, uh, hey, can I get, can I get a, can I get a, can I get a, can I get a, can I get a junk house the Aki way? Sure, sure. First, we put Cordell on the grill. Then, we put Caleb on the grill. This hurts. Then, you put him on a bun. Then, you get Sammy, put Sammy on a bun. Then, you put a sandwich on the paper. And the result is... OMG! Can't forget the Bev! Never, never! Welcome to Jugga! I am immensely disappointed in you two. I don't know what that was, but I hated every second of <laughs> so, it. So, Cordell, are you familiar with the application known as TikTok? Have you ever heard of TikTok? I, I'm aware of it. I am not a, uh, a participator. I might be what you call a conscientious objector. So, so there is a man on the TikTok that what has a bodega guys? in New York. And okay. he is known for people coming in and asking for... Uh, what some people would call ridiculous things, and then asking for them the Aki way. Which well, for means- example, like one video I was watching earlier was, can I get, it was basically like a cheeseburger with peppers on a Fruit Loop pancake what? bun sandwich. Yeah. The Aki way. The Aki way. And so this man is just like, I'm going to take what you said, and I'm going to do it. But I'm going to step it up a notch. And so you're going to get your double cheeseburger with hot peppers on a Fruit Loop pancake. But I'm also adding deep fried mozzarella sticks as the cheese for the cheeseburger. Let me add two col- like two kilograms of bacon. Like this man just kind of goes all out. And then just, the, just demolishing the, the food. Bev. Can't forget the Bev. That's what he and always he says. says. These, he says these very specific things every episode, every yeah, video. Got it. So, like but the first thing the- is whenever they, whenever they ask for it, he goes, "I actually have it on my soundboard." So he actually, they were like, "I, I want this sandwich." Blah blah blah. The Aki way, and he goes, "So, so." And then he always like the way he paces it. It's like then you put it on a grill, then you chop it up. Then you dip the fries in the fryer. <laughs> and it's just. First you put the food loops in the pancakes. Like it sounds like his voice is very relaxing to me because it is the ultimate. Like it sounds like a blend of like every New York accent you could possibly think of. Yeah. Like this man yeah. just has got it. I would come on the show. Bodega guy from New York that does that food. Come on the show. I would come love to just show. I would love to just talk food with that guy. Cause that would be. Sure, sure. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> I didn't think you'd get yeah, back that, to us that That quick. is contractual. He's, sure, he's obligated now. Sure. <laughs> we got him. We got Trial him. version. Oh, so, oh, oops. Oh, no. Was that, were you trying to do the shore shore again? 
No. Trial version. I just have the oh. trial version. I need to get. No, I'm kidding. That's my friend. So, so. <laughs> that was funny. That's funny. That was a good joke. Well, that's I, funny. I can tell already. This is this is going to be the episode where Cordell spends the whole time trying to keep up with the bit. <laughs> that's fair. Well, and it's going to be magical. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Junk House. Uh, I'm Caleb. I'm Cordell. I'm Samantha. Yeah, we didn't say our names up top, really, so I figured, you know. I feel well, like if they're I, They already kind of the know, right? Or well, they, yeah, in the, in the podcast itself, they probably know. Yeah. They just sat through us I just like, talking about the Aki way. I just, yeah, like to, I just like to imagine that every episode is somebody's first. And so I want to make sure my name's out there. Yeah. I, want them- I treat every episode like it's my first. I treat yeah. every episode like it's my last. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like that's dying. Wow, that's good song. beautiful. Record podcasts uh, like you're dying. That, yeah. If I was screaming, gonna, yeah. I was about to say <laughs> in a hospital, but yeah. um, painfully. Painfully. With, with. <laughs> that's very depressing to start out the. Uh, the record yeah, let's record hospitals like you're dying on a morphine drip all right okay. let's Ooh. go do you, do you know That's what a bad. memento mori is is it isn't that just like how you're remembered like a little isn't object a or something role? well so there's like there's like an actual thing that they'll put in paintings back in the day you know back in the times when they were doing renaissance paintings can't remember the name though of the time period but like it is an artistic or symbolic thing that's like, hey, remember the dead. And basically, they used to put a lot of little skeletons in their art, like little skulls, to be like, oh, wow, death and stuff. What would be your memento mori? What would be the symbol to, like, remember Caleb's dead? What, or remember Sammy's dead? What are you going to pick? Um, dang, I don't... I'm wearing a sweater that I always wear that has stars on it. Maybe, maybe like stars with maybe death stars. Ah, big old circles, big old circles. Yeah, yeah. You know. I like it. Um, I feel like mine would be like like a D twenty, like a two dimensional, like D twenty with the with the one, because I feel like that just mm. you know, very. Yeah. I'm still very proud of that podcast and what we're doing over there and uh i'm the, I'm the reason it happened so yeah so sip sip what would be mine <laughs> sip sip i mean you got to answer that for yourself we answered that that it's a colossal yeah, dra- yeah it's a colossal like, dreadnought no don't it's not that guy best card but like that's rat. the thing is i kind of in this i've never been upset about being somewhat well-rounded but in this moment i'm like I don't think there's any one thing about me, and that's upsetting. Like I, wa- I need a, I need a quality that just defines me now. Um, maybe like a book or my cats. One of those two. Just like a book my about two cats. cats. A book about cats. The book says all about cats. All about, uh, and, or it has yeah. a little cat paw on the front. Yeah. When I think Cordell Hutchison, yeah, one of my first thoughts is a cup of hot chocolate. Oh, I love hot chocolate. So that is that is what what I am suggesting is what somehow a cozy, what a cozy thought. I love that. That's really yeah. Cute. I, I like to think if hot chocolate were a person, it'd be pretty close to me. 
I really I think so. I, I like that. You've, you've warmed my heart. It's kind of like my first thought when I think Sammy, it's Sylveon. You know, those two are just like intrinsically tied. My first thought when I think Caleb is, is more of a little movie that plays in my head. And do you remember, Caleb, in our freshman year? When I rolled a ball down the dorm hallway and had you chase it. <laughs> I'm very bad at picking things up from the yes. floor. And, and so, so this, <laughs> this ball is gently rolling down the hallway and Caleb is just like doing his funny shuffle after it, trying to bend over. And every time he bends over, it's out of reach again. <laughs> That is that is the thing that I think of when I imagine Caleb. Is that little movie it's like plays a in my head? It's like a Sisyphean yeah. curse, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it Wait, it is it make, is my core memory of Caleb. Make it makes sounds like you're doing it. Like you're. It's like it's like I'm sh- kind of shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That felt like bullying. <laughs> No, that was perfect. No, because it's like... No, it's bu- like, rolling the ball down the hallway was bullying. Like, okay. Yeah, because here's the thing. Like, Cordell would be like, go get it, and then just roll it down the hallway. And like sometimes it wouldn't just be a regular ball. It would be a bouncy ball, and that made it like 30 times worse, because then it would bounce, and I'm like, fuck, this is bad. Yeah. Oh, bad. Shit, it was bad. But that's, that's, my, that's my like thought of Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's one of my favorite things and one of the worst things I ever did. I, I kind of bullied you when we lived together. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when okay. you fell off your bike and hit your head and I tried to convince you you had a concussion and we're losing time? Yeah, oh yeah, you God. did do that. Yeah. So, like, I wound up, like, <laughs> in my freshman year at Harding, broke my foot separately from that. I broke my foot just walking. It wasn't even, like... Like, oh, look at Caleb do this cool big flip. I was just walking and somehow broke my foot. Horrible. And then the next semester, I was, yeah, riding my bike to work because I worked at a, a, a restaurant in the town that we all have in common. And I had to be there at like six in the morning. And so I got there. And then I even remember this day because I brought Cordell back food yeah. from said restaurant. It was restaurant. really good. It was good. With and a then, broken foot? No, at this point, I had a. it was like a, a sprained <laughs> wrist from falling off, and I hit my head so hard that I was like very woozy and had trouble mm-hmm. climbing the stairs. But I then brought Cordell the food, and I was like, here you go, I brought you food. And like five minutes later, he's like, man, you've been back for hours. Are you ever going to leave this room? Well, well, hey, 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 wait. Oh my God. What I will say, what I will say is that before beginning to prank Caleb regarding his head injury, I did walk him to the nurse. He like, did. I made sure okay. he got to the nurse to be checked out and made, made okay. Like, I did my diligence as a friend and roommate, <laughs> and then I proceeded to gaslight him for a couple days. It was very funny. That's fair. That is very fair. The duality of man. Yeah, I will say, as much as we both bullied each other back in the day, we were also both extremely there for each other at all times. Yeah. Fun times. Good times. Great country.
98.4. Do you guys want an update on my Transformers journey? Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, and a formal apology if you have one loaded up. I love when you apologize. So I have not been able to watch as much Transformers as I thought I would because my wife has been home very sick. At one point, I had to bring her to the ER because she was severely dehydrated. It was not a fun week this past yeah. week. So I have not been able to watch the Transformers, um, but I was able to watch the Bumblebee movie uh, from 2018 um, because that was one of the things suggested to me. So I was like, okay, we'll watch this. We can do at least that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't do, to be honest. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Don't. It is a Don't. dog shit movie. I want Haley Steinfeld, the lead actress of this movie, to write me an apology for her being in the movie. It is so bad. Like, even like Transformers, I don't like. If I even took out Bumblebee, this is a bad movie. A hundred percent. Interesting. It is, it is, it is a just bad experience i hate it it makes me want to throw up it is bad this is a frogger thing isn't it caleb no it's not even it's not even it's not even that okay because it's basically like ah bumblebees on earth alone there's no other transformers okay real quick i'm sorry just for some context since i haven't seen it i was just looking up reviews and at least Rotten Tomatoes gives it fresh. It's 91. Yeah. And Letterboxd, it's a 3.2 out of 5. I, so okay, what, I agree what I, what with This might be a hot take, is all I'm saying. I, I, okay, what I will, I will say about the movie is that it is more in the vein of a like coming-of-age movie than it is of a typical Transformers action fest. Like if you if you go into it ready for like Michael Bay junk, you're not gonna get it because it's more about like her and Bumblebee bonding in this kind of like Spielberg way, you know? Like it it's it's a coming of age ET boy meets car kind of story. Okay. More than like <laughs> boy action meets car. car. <laughs> yeah, boy meets car, that classic storyline. Hey, anyway. We've all seen Christine and Knight Rider. No, neither of those have I seen. <laughs> Anyway, if this focus... Okay, the the problem with this movie is that it tries to spin two plates at once of coming-of-age movie and Transformers movie. And it doesn't do either of those well because it keeps trying to do the other one. Because there are, like, some action sequences because it's a Transformers movie and he fights a Decepticon at one point. And, like... That's fun. Uh, it's Blitzwing is the Decepticon that's in the movie. Blitzwing. That sounds um, dumb. And uh, yeah, Blitzwing is in the movie for like as like kind of the villain. Um, it's just uh, 3.2 is accurate. Letterboxd is fine. It is a if you like Transformers and you're going into this not like as Cordell said, not expecting Michael Bay action the whole time. It's it's there. 
It's fine. It exists, yeah. It, it also exists. takes place in 1987. Yes. Yeah. Like, a, it is not like a yeah. contemporary modern Transformers story. It's kind of a prequel of sorts. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it kind of, it like, some of the elements that it tries to do is, like, spy movie while also becoming a coming of age while also being it just, it tries to do too much and it suffers for that because okay. like you have like the decepticons are like capturing bumblebee and they're like trying to get him to reveal where optimus is and optimus he doesn't want to do where that and Tell so then, and so then <clears throat> And so then, you know, they tear out his voice box, which is why Bumblebee has a thing. But the voice was Dylan O'Brien when Bumblebee had a voice. And that felt very weird to me. Um, It's just, I just, I, it's not, is it the worst movie I've ever seen? No. Is it good? No. Rude. I have have (laughs) two comments about it uh-huh. the first being this movie does include one of my favorite like jokes about the transformers lore and it's john cena's military character dude being like why do we trust this guy they literally call themselves decepticons <laughs> and yeah, that, that was that is funny. that is a funny moment but apparently the rise of the beasts movie that's coming out this year the transformers is a direct standalone sequel to bumblebee it apparently is taking place in 1994. Hmm. Are they just so, like, like rebooting everything? <clears throat> well, a little bit because there it, is like there was a uh like mid credit sequence for Bumblebee where it showed Bumblebee going into a jungle and meeting Optimus. Mm. So oh, that so that so hook. that does make sense that it's a direct well, sequel kind I'm of. I'm trying to look up. Uh, the like continuity real quick. Yeah, the Transformers timeline. Transformers timeline, you know, the, the Transformiverse. I will also say, I do have mad respect for the Transformers series in that they are keeping Peter Cullen relevant by having him be the only person allowed to voice Optimus. Good. Um, and yeah, so uh, here's the thing. Um, Am I gonna? Am I gonna go see Rise of the Beast? Maybe, might be. I think it. I think watching this movie at home also made it suffer. I think these are very much go see it on a big screen movies. So yeah, it's that big action. Um, yeah. yeah. So the because Transformers: The Last Night came out in like. 2017 bombed hard an estimate of a hundred million dollar loss but then a, it's the bumblebee is the sixth film in that series so it's technically still a part of the og movies yeah but it's like set in the past what, what i'm what curious I'm about is that rise of the beast is like taking place in 94 there's a sequel coming out in 2024 called transformers a new generation so this might be building to some kind of reboot. I don't know how they do that, though. Like, Because if, assuming this is the direct past of the movies we've already watched, then I think there's a... 
I think there's kind of a snarl they gotta figure out of how do they have a new generation or how do how does Earth get surprised by Transformers when they've been fighting for forty years already? <laughs> yeah. So I don't I'm curious to see how they resolve it, but what I'm what I'm feeling the most, honestly, I wanna rewatch all the Transformers movies. I I don't think I've seen well, I think the only I, one I I've not seen last Bumblebee night. Bumblebee or yeah, or last night. The one before last night was so bad. Yeah, Age of Extinction, right? That yeah. had um, was that the one I with don't. the with the Dinobots? Yeah, and then last yeah. night was like, remember when they were also King Arthur? <laughs> and Optimus was like buff as shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, I was about to say, it was very fun at our friend, former, former guest of the show, Drew's Wedding, because it was in, like, the Detroit area. Several times, all of us as the bachelor party would be like, I can't believe they built this whole city for Transformers. I can't believe Michael <laughs> Bay did this for us. And, I like, mean, we did impressive. that. We made that joke so many times. And I think at one point, the fancy restaurant we went and ate at was in a hotel. And at one point, one of the groomsmen kind of, like, elbowed me a little bit and was like, that's Optimus Prime's dick. <laughs> <laughs> right out, right there in broad daylight? Dude, right there, just ball, that just shit. A dick out, broad daylight. God damn. Well, lest we forget, in one of the Transformers movie, you see the balls of a Transformer. Yeah, well, you do. That whenever they make like Destroyer or whatever his faces, which I had the toys for, and it was it was really cool, but also a hot mess to keep together. Devastator, mm-hmm. that's its name. Devastator. But like he, part of him, he was like several machines that came together, Caleb. And one of them was a couple wrecking balls. And so as he's climbing a pyramid to go fight a bunch of Autobots, they, the, main, the human characters look up and see his wrecking balls clanging together on his crotch. Oh my and it's gosh. a very classic, very high class humor moment. It sounds a like very a very classic game. Michael Bay moment. It honestly. is. Indisputably Michael Bay. Well, like Michael Bay just. Well, Michael Bay. Speaking of Michael Bay. Oh no, this might that might be a hint. To what you might ask? Well, we read reviews and they're really bad, so guess the movie. I love I miss this one. I love this one. We haven't done it in a while. Um, okay, well, welcome back. Since we haven't done it in a while, I'll remind everybody what's happening. I have pulled up terrible, the worst reviews on Letterboxd for a specific movie. I will read a couple of those. Um, they already have the hint that Michael Bay has something to do with this movie. Um, but here we go. They got to guess the movie. Um, so this one, we got our first half star review. Okay. Um, it's as if someone had never seen a this animal before and was asked to draw one from a child's description. Truly one of the worst movies ever made. Shh. The next one is starting now. I don't know. Here's a different one because it seems like you're a little stumped. I don't know what's worse. The creepy human, human, the creepy human looking animal or Megan Fox. 
there's Michael Bay was involved somehow. He produced this movie. He produced, Produ- yeah. He's a producer. Because that's the thing is, I'm, I'm Michael Bay has just kind of done a lot, and a lot of it's like not things I think are Michael Bay too. Why do um, I feel like it's something like Anaconda? Because I know that is a movie. Human-looking animal. Could we have any kind of hint, Samantha? Um, I was about to... Yes, I'll just reread this first one, but I'll put the animal in. Does that feel okay. like too much? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. It's as if someone had never seen a turtle before and was asked to draw one from a child's description. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, got it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The, fir- yes. the first Michael Bay Correct. one. Yeah, because then ding, there's ding, Out ding, of ding, the ding, Shadow. Ding. Yeah, 2014 Ninja Turtles. And that was... Up- what? Yeah. No, that was one of those movies that my choir director put on for us at least two times a year. Okay. The 2014 one? Yeah. That is very interesting. (laughs) I will say, as much as that movie was a little bit of a garbage fire, it does have the scene where they're in the elevator. Maybe it's a sequel. Anyway, the scene where they're all in the elevator going to the top of the floor and they just start like jamming out together, like doing rhythms and like just getting down and i think that's fun and good but that's the that's it i was honestly just bringing this up because i've been kind of reading some of the old ninja turtle comic books recently yeah have have you read any of them either of you yeah they're wild they're wild and super dark I've heard about them, but I've not read them. My favorite one is The Last Ronin. Do you know about have you heard that? Uh I have not read it, but I I know some of its like notoriety, if that makes sense. Like that it is very good. Yeah. So are you okay if I spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. So basically the entire story is M- Mikey um, coming to terms that all of his family are dead and were killed in different ways. And Mikey is like the last one. He was the, the greatest one. Um, there was like, an, there was this animation that I'm going to try and find. Um, let me do this. Cause it was like somebody, somebody did this whole crazy 3D animation of the last Ronin, and it's four minutes and it's sad, <laughs> but it's so good. Um, but like Mikey now has like a black, the mask is black, and he has like all of the different weapons. It's just I don't. I guess I don't want to say too much because I do want people to go read it. It is really. Yeah, um, I've heard it's very, very good. Yes. Sorry if that was like all over the place. Mikey's cool. I like it. That story basically implies that Splinter always knew Mikey was like, could be the best, could be the strongest. And like, that's why he gave him nun- nunchucks because it's like the hardest to master and would like. Mm-hmm. It's, he has like ADHD basically, <laughs> and it would like be a fidget weapon as well type. 
type beat. But Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so cool. Man, I'm so glad we started talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because Mitch McConnell looks like a fucking turtle. Um, oh my god! Got him. What the Any, that disgusting sack of a man. So like, this is like old news at this point, but I I just want to talk about how wild it is that the Republican Party is tearing itself apart so badly. Can you can you walk us through this a little bit? So because yeah. I've kind of vaguely been getting that impression, but I just don't know what or where to follow to learn. And I haven't Absolutely. kept up with Hassan recently, so I don't know a lot. <laughs> so, do you guys know? Oh, you guys have definitely probably heard that. Like this year, the Speaker of the House nomination and election oh. was wild. Yeah, it was insane. I heard yeah. it was wild. I I heard it lasted several days. It sent people made a lot mm-hmm. of memes. I didn't know why or why. So. Normally, here normally basically what happens is the house has a clear, you know, majority and a minority. Mm-hmm. And there's no no ifs, ands, or buts. Whoever the people in the majority decide is gonna do it is the one that's gonna be speaker of the house. Yeah. Right now the Republicans have the majority in the speaker of the house, and they the a lot of them were like Let's put Kevin McCarthy up as our guy. Any connection to the OG McCarthy? You know, I haven't actually looked into that. Uh, I'll look so into that. I don't, you I, you so carry it. I'm not sure. But what if I told you that Kevin McCarthy was not Republican enough for some Republicans that aren't really Republicans? They're just fascists. <laughs> So the fascist Republicans wanted more intense person and the regular just kind of rough Republicans wanted Kevin. Yeah, because Kevin McCarthy was on the board of people investigating one Donald J. Trump, the former Uh, president. And so and so all these people, uh, specifically people like Lauren Boebert, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, that that kind of cohort. I'm spacing on one of the guy's names. He's a representative from Florida, Gates, Matt Gates. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah. Matt Gates. Yeah. Those, yeah, those three were kind of the ringleaders of getting just enough people that Kevin McCarthy could not win a majority vote. Those were, I, I do remember this now, those were what were called the Never Kevers, right? Yes, they called themselves Never Kevers. <laughs> they can't. Kevers. They can't make a clever name to save their lives. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very bad. Um, it would have been better to even just say like, Never Kevin. It, but, <laughs> like, yeah, Never or Kevin. Or the Nevin Kevins. Nevin Kevin. I love Nevin it. Kevin. But here is also the problem: is that to get support for Kevin McCarthy before the votes were happening, he passed out buttons that said "Okay." Which were for only Kevin and Kevin. I do, you're yeah, probably man. not listening to this. I if you want to drum up support for yourself, don't make it okay. 
I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna stick to party lines. Like, okay, whatever. Okay. If somebody says that I'm an okay person, I'm deeply offended. Yeah. You know, don't do that to yourself, Kev. Anyway, so these never kevers brought the threshold, like basically made it to where like Kevin McCarthy was not winning. Um I'm double checking how many votes you need to be speaker. That's yeah. So you need like 217 votes, which okay. is a simple majority of the house. Um then it's like one of the only things that we have a simple majority with. Most people, you know, most House votes, it's two-thirds, but this one, it's just simple majority. They basically made it to where Kevin McCarthy, instead of getting 217, would only get 199, 212, something like that, and basically keep the vote that bad. This is the party in charge of the House. And they can't make up their goddamn mind about who's going to take a mostly ceremonial position. <sighs> it's bad. It's a bad and time. I think what it's a sign of, though, and what could be potentially weirdly good down the road is that, like, if they're fracturing and if there is the like no we're just full-on fascists who want to be extremely hateful people mm -hmm. versus like well some of us are actually just kind of small government quote unquote you know like there's like there's republican and then there's like far right yeah i think we will see a splitting yeah. of the party in the next like yeah. 20 years honestly so if they split then that leaves a weird kind of like majority going on for Democrats. However, that party is basically just like blue Republicans. So nothing's really going to shift or change. It's just going to make it a little bit nicer. I don't even know. Like, yeah, we it, need a We need another split. <laughs> yeah, we need there. I think there's going to be some major political splits going on. But normally, because it's a simple majority, uh, the. A voter for Speaker of the House gets one vote. They're like, that's it. It's just, it just requires one. It, Kevin McCarthy needed 15 votes before he was able to secure enough to actually become Speaker of the House. And it's only because he literally called people that didn't show up and said, I will give you money if you come and actually vote in-house. <laughs> and he was basically making barters with people to just take a plane back so they could come vote again. Awful. So I found this answer regarding are Joseph and Kevin McCarthy related? Yeah. Um, and I like this answer. Despite certain similarities, namely political cowardice and fecklessness and unprincipled ambition, <laughs> the two politicians are not closely related through the McCarthy line. They have no common ancestors in the U.S. I love that. Way to just slam them both while answering a question elegantly. Well, and speaking of political cowardice and fecklessness, um, 
The only reason Kevin McCarthy ever got enough votes is because he went up to Matt Gates, Lauren Boeber, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and said, I will give you what seats you want if you just vote for me. Awful. Damn. That's exactly what they wanted. That's exactly what they wanted the whole time. It's just insane. Well, appeasement is a very helpful and productive strategy, historically speaking. It always ends well. Appeasement is a helpful thing, except when you're dealing with Lauren Boebert, who is currently uh, in the middle of a lawsuit, to the best of my knowledge. Um, You're dealing with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has multiple lawsuits going against her, and in the last Congress, had all of her seats pulled away from her because no one trusted her, and Matt Gates, who's a pedophile, like you're yeah. dealing with three of the worst of the worst, and we're appeasing them. You know, well, I was I was making a joke about appeasing Hitler. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what that I was getting sense. at. Was that, that oh yeah, appeasement's a very helpful strategy. It was well, a joke. Yeah, that prank. makes more sense. Also, classic prank. Speaking, Matt Gates voted for Donald Trump as Speaker of the House. Um, which is legal. I will tell you this. You can write in. You you can write in a vote, but also, and it technically Donald Trump can be Speaker of the House. It is like a very weird process, but he technically can be. Um, but like, what? Why? <laughs> when well, Donald Trump was sitting there saying, "Just vote for Kevin. Just vote yeah. for him." But here's here's the. Th- thing about the those three people is all of them garnered the sway yeah but all of them garnered the sway they have because of trump era politics yeah trump's presence in the political sphere is the only reason they have the power they have he encouraged hateful ignorant people to start putting their money where their mouth is because he was like hey you can be hateful and ignorant and have a lot of backers so now they are getting those same backers by being hateful and ignorant, but they need to keep riding his coattails. If they lose their connection to him, they lose a decent part of their base, I think. So him riding in that is like, yeah, it's stupid political theater. It doesn't even make sense. But also, for the people who are just diehard, if Trump's involved, I love it. He's keeping their affiliation. Yeah, he's keeping their eyes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Trump era politics, an update on how Trump was doing. This is from the end of more the end of 2022. Uh, Trump announced that he had a really big announcement coming up. Do either of you remember <laughs> what the big announcement was? Yes. Yes, I do. Cordell. Do Say you it know? like I didn't. Okay. Um, NFTs. <laughs> That's right. Trump got in the NFT market in he, the form of trading cards. Uh, everybody's tra- like, N- he's going to announce his presidential candidacy for next race. Nope. Trump it was, trading cards. Uh, they were uh, limited edition. Uh, and you could get stuff as Donald Trump as a cowboy. Donald Trump on the moon. Donald Trump as Superman. Uh, All of and these many- very bad o- badly photoshopped yes. stock images. Stolen they like stock sold images. out in less than a day. <laughs> because he has, a, he has a cult of personality following yeah. him just because they made... 
he made them feel secure and safe and being hateful evil people. Yeah. Now, another fun True. fact. Each individual trading card was $99.99 after taxes. Very specific, right? Yeah. yeah. You were limited, if you wanted to buy them, to 100. That is the max number you could buy. Okay. That's a lot. That is a lot. Cordell, uh, you're a math person, so I'm going to trust you to do this math for me. Can you take 99.99 and multiply it by 100? I mean, we're just moving a decimal place over. It's uh -huh. 9,999. And so for funsies, if we go to the IRS website and look up what is the max amount a transaction can be before you have to uh, report it, Oh, is it ten thousand? Ten thousand dollars. God. <laughs> so the entire thing was done in a way for him to maximize profits and not have to report them. And here's the even sketchier part. Oh my god! Because he does not have to report them. Anyone can buy them. Yep. And not worry about getting anything revealed about them. So let's say you. Just hypotheticals here. Uh, have a certain other world leader that wants to support you and give you money because he's also a fascist and mm -hmm. wants to give fascist people more money. And uh, he needs a secret avenue to donate to a future campaign mm -hmm. or no. future pursuit. Without it being investigated or reported or documented, mm -hmm. he could simply buy all of your NFTs with different transactions and or Caleb, buy how a many, lot of them. Do we have an estimate of how many NFTs there were? Oh, let me Google that. How many uh, Trump trading cards were there? Were for sale. Uh, it's sold out in sold out in less than a day. They netted four point five million in sales, so ninety nine ninety nine each. Yeah, let me forty four point, yeah, five mil. Oh. Forty five thousand is what it's saying, basically, okay. like just shy of yeah. So just shy of four point five million dollars immediately within a day given to Trump to spend however he would like likely in a political campaign yeah and yeah. likely and because here's the thing that that to me at least reeks of hi I'm secretly getting money for my campaign <laughs> everyone breaks these donation laws anyway oh but like of course, this yeah. is one of the more obvious ways of breaking this yeah yeah um, but yeah, it's also the time that this went on sale also happened to come up when he had court fees to pay for. Uh, uh so he's definitely just, let's be honest about it, broke. Yeah. He has no money anymore. Uh, Good. and he's doing anything he can do to get it. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I've that's, got uh, no that's, money. um, that was got good. no money. Uh, I've got no so, money. 
that is just some uh, a, a little bit of a political fun stuff times i i uh, begrudgingly but also lovingly keep up with politics so other people i know don't really have to um yeah, i appreciate it yeah so uh if you guys have any questions about politics I'm who is wait. donald Tr- oh. oh wait God. a second I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, there's sorry there's a knock at my door let me go get that okay oh Hello, my fellow Americans. It is I, John Normalman, and I am running for president in oh. 2024. Hi. Oh, you're, hello. You're... Oh, dang. This is fun. Yeah, Hi. so it is me, John Normalman. <laughs> Ask me all the questions you need to get an idea for my politics, and I'll answer them. Oh, oh okay. Uh, how do you feel about the current Republican plan to eliminate the IRS and federal income tax and instead impose a 30% federal sales tax across the board. I think that uh, taxes are crime, but also theft and also that they're good for poor people. Good. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Where were you on September 11th, 2001? I plead the fifth. <laughs> the, oh, okay. Where were, Where were, you? were you? January sixth. January sixth. Twenty twenty-one. I was I was supporting my family of close knit believers in an undisclosed house of worship. <laughs> can you can you tell us more about your religion, please? John Normal Man. John Normal so, Man. So I John Normal Man believe in a faith that is really really more about community you know it is about having having all the people that you love supporting each other and pushing away anyone who disagrees you know if you don't have an out group then you don't have an in group so we're very we're very dedicated to making a lot of out groups um yeah i would say that my religion is probably the the three most important aspects america money God in that order. Oh, uh, this is this is interesting. Um, t- please, please tell me what party are you running with? Because I can't tell if this is Libertarian or Green Party right now. Um, uh, whichever one gets me the most votes. Oh God, a coward. Um. <laughs> The coward party. I have a lot of strong beliefs, but they can and will change at any given moment if I can get better options elsewhere. So, uh, would you <laughs> would you say uh, that you that uh, with a large enough donation, your beliefs will change? Yes, Perfect. unequivocally. Oh, no, good to know. I, I will never back down, and I will never shift. But money talks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That is that that's your slogan, right? Isn't that your campaign slogan? Money yeah, talks. it's it's don't tread on me, but if you put money on your shoes, you can tread all you want. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But J- John Norman, are you run- are you running in 2024? Yes, I am. I would like to hear here is a uh 10 million dollar donation from Junk House. Um and uh we, we you got have that to- kind of money? 
Uh, for John Normal Man, we do. Okay, I guess I gotta sell more Pokemon cards. <laughs> I've already sold a kidney. Um, nobody wanted it because I'm diabetic. Um, can you just <laughs> shift like all of your policies extremely far left? Yeah, absolutely. Anything for the people, I'd give it all for the people. Sounds great. <laughs> sounds like we got it. A fat paycheck. It sounds like. Oh, right. Thanks. <laughs> I'm all about redistribution of wealth as long as it's not mine. <laughs> the charity of John John Ormelman. Okay, guys, I gotta go make a couple stops. It was nice to meet you both. It was nice to see you. Um, yeah, you got our endorsement. Over me in 2024. Yeah, I, I got the money and I'm out, boys. <laughs> right. Gender neutrally, boys. I do respect all genders and sexual orientations. Okay, good to know. <laughs> That's very good. At least publicly on my Twitter. Goodbye. Oh. Oh, wow. Bye, John okay. Man. Um, that was very strange. That was, you know, I, I, I think it's that was interesting having a, a political contestant yeah. on our show. I went to answer the door, got tased by a couple men in black suits. <laughs> And when I woke up, all of my silverware was gone. It's all Just gone? Just your silverware? All of it. Just my silverware. Like, I have a television and a switch right there. Only the silverware. I wow. mean, I guess that's nice that they only took that, though. I will, I will say, John Normal Man seems like the kind of guy that, that eats almost exclusively with spoons. So... The, you know... It was probably uh, did the you, did, yeah. you, did you see him at all? No, actually, like I, I, that, there was like a two huge dudes in black suits, and then I got tased. I'm, I can't even recall what he looks like. He just seemed like such a normal guy. Yeah. Huh. Do you think? Do you think he accurately represented the average people? I think he accurately yeah. represented the average politician. <laughs> well, he sounds like an incredibly normal man. That we are in, endorsing now, so we are endorsing. Yeah, John, let's hope, yes, let's hope his per political pursuits go well. Yeah, John Normal Man, twenty twenty four. That's right. Don't tread on me, but if you put some money on your boots, walk all over. Oh my God! Oh, Is yeah. our first merch gonna be John Normalman campaign merch? I fucking <laughs> <A> campaign <laughs> buttons. Campaign I would, don't I, tread okay, on me unless can, there's money on your boots. Do, we can do campaign stickers so easily. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is conspiracy Carl? Does he have any? I guess we don't know. We haven't talked to John. We need to see. Yeah, we yeah we don't we don't want to assume anything about Carl because as we have seen, he is kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, he but again Carl as a, as accused me of some unsavory things. Yeah, <laughs> which fits yeah, Carl. perfectly for a VP. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm glad we're now a John Normalman fan cast. We are going to yeah. help him get elected and change the world, I think. I, we're changing I it from Junk House to John Normal House. John Normal House. Also, <laughs> we can edit this out. It would be very funny to have an episode that is a political debate moderated yeah. by Sammy of oh Conspiracy Carl. I was just thinking Normal about that. Yeah. They debate each other. Because I think that. Carl is left-leaning. I really do. Uh, Carl does not lean anyway. <laughs> He's all over the place. We'll Should do you that like next John? year. Should you like John? 
I love yes, John. I did like John. Okay. Cool. Okay. Clappies for myself to know that this is the end of this part. Okay, cool. Well, besides being a John Normal Man fan cast, uh, we are also still Junk House. And Junk House is very glad and very thankful to another political figure in our time, the Reverend Horton Heat, uh, <laughs> for letting us use the song Psycho Billy Freak Out as our opening and closing music. Uh, and From the album Smoke Em If You Got Em. From the album Smoke Em If You Got Em. And take those words to heart, America. Smoke Em If You Got Em. If You Got Em. We have a Twitter. Yeah, it's this yeah. thing still. Uh, junk. Good luck finding us on your feed. On on your feet. <laughs> so you said it was Junkhouse Pod. Junk I talked House over Pod you at twitter.com.com. If you want to email us, you can do so at junkhousemailbox at gmail.com. We have been receiving so much mail that I've been I've been drowning in letters. They're virtual, but it's a lot. They're virtual letters, and we have yeah. we have actually two. But this first one, uh, uh, we're we're saving the next one for next week. So the next one for next week. But here we go. So this one just like okay, it's titled "Office Didn't Answer Sending Email." Okay, good afternoon, Doctor Junkhausen. Okay. I called the main <laughs> like office that. earlier, but I may have called at a bad time, so I wanted to reach out via email. Wanted to let you know that rash has not gone away since you prescribed me that topical ointment. Uh, okay. Since my last visit, it has started spreading further and has made its way into my groin area and around my anus. Okay. okay. Please call me back as soon as possible. It's becoming very uncomfortable to maneuver around. Thanks. Hope to hear from you soon. Um, and then I will th- say there's two more call- attached emails. Oh, I, I was going to say for all our fans out there, calling our office is always a bad idea. It is always a bad time to call the office. Yeah, the office yeah. hours are accurate and true, but the office phone, bad time. Don't bad time. Don't do bad it. <laughs> the second one says, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry to whoever gets this email. I guess Google populated your address instead of my primary care f- <laughs> physician. Please delete and regard disregard this message. Again, so sorry for mistake. Thanks for uh, too bad. We're here to give medical advice sorry. now. Yeah, this is a medical advice podcast at the moment. That you my, cannot take seriously at all. And then last yes, you so, do not. And then this okay. is the last one. I'm sorry. It has three. Okay. Pretty yeah. delete this email lest thou desire to look. Ha <laughs> ha, I jest. Delete it. Should thee crave? Ha <laughs> ha. Nay. Banish it. Lest. From a resident junkie. This was from Carson. <laughs> Thank you, Carson. That was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. It was beautiful. Um, I'm going to say double up on the ointment. Uh, double up on ointy. Double up on the ointment. Um, ice bath. Ice bath. Have you tried essential oils? Just put them in and Fuck around off. your butt. That's a very good question. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know that like essential oils are not regulated by the FDA or not medically proven to do any of the things they claim. However, thieves oil, it does everything. Everything you could ever need. Thieves oil and peppermint. Slap it on your booty. I take a little bit of water, throw a rat in it for like a day. Yeah. You don't even have to kill the rat. You just let it swim in there. And it's, I mean, that, that cured up my chicken pox. So, 
What you need to do is slice <laughs> a cucumber, slice a cucumber very thinly, soak that in water, drink the water, and then put the cucumbers kind of like shingling on the rash. Mm. And then you'll be good. First, so, you put the rash on the grill. <laughs> 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 then you put the rash in the paper. And the so results. I, I, <laughs> I am contractually obligated to say that the best way to treat your spreading rash is to make a sizable donation to the John Normalman campaign yes. fund we and wait three to five yeah. business months for your ointment to arrive in the mail. We really gotta we really gotta start making some money if we're gonna give him ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah, like every, I also, mean, every time he shows up. So here's oh, the God. thing. Every time, ten million every time. It was in a no. contract. Why did you put that in the contract, Caleb? You wrote it. What the fuck? Oh, I also we're ruined. do want to say we're financially that, like, ruined. Junkhouse has been working on a very special project. We are doing NFTs of ourselves. So if you want to get a cowboy Cordy NFT, it is ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. If you want to get if you want to get Caleb in the Lionel Richie pose with a tiger in front of the naughty bits, mm. um, you just mail me twenty dollars loose in an envelope, and it, I'll get it, and you'll get it eventually. <laughs> if you want to get I'll that get same it. picture but with the tiger not covering the naughty bits. Just text me directly. I've got it in my phone. Yeah, that's free. You don't even have. Cordell to took the pictures for. I us, took the so. pictures and photoshopped <laughs> in the tiger. <laughs> Cordell has seen my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> I developed a policy living with uh, my roommate that I lived with after Caleb in college. Because we were sharing a small room. It was like an apartment style dorm. And so like we had like a living room and then our small little like shoebox room. Yeah. I was like, first day, I was like, hey, man, we kind of know each other pretty well. I don't want to have to change in the corner every day. So let's just let's just see each other's junk right now. (laughs) And then it's out of the way. It's not weird. And he was like, "Okay." So he took our pants off, looked and said, "Okay, now we're normal. And then we went about our year. I mean, that's so like that's great. my policy, and I kind of wish I had enacted that sooner with Caleb because we, it would have been so much easier. Yeah, people think you know, the a junk lot. in junk houses trash. No, it's, it's that we genitalia. all took our clothes off in front of each other once, yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't be weird. <laughs> As we say every week, nice cock, nice cock, nice cock, cussy. It's a psychedelic freakout!